0: Chapter 1. Reproduction in Organisms Each and every organism can live only for a certain period of time. The period from birth to the natural death of an organism represents its lifespan. Lifespans of a few organisms are given in figure 1.1. Examine the lifespans of organisms represented in the figure 1.1. Isn't it both interesting and intriguing to note that it may be as short as a few days or as long as a few thousand years? Between these two extremes are the lifespans of most other living organisms. You may note that lifespans of organisms are not necessarily correlated with their sizes. The sizes of crow and parrots are not very different yet their lifespans show a wide difference. Similarly a mango tree has a much shorter lifespan as compared to a people tree. Whatever be the lifespan, death of every individual organism is a certainty That is, no individual is immortal except single cell organisms why do we say there is no natural death in single cell organisms given this reality have you ever wondered how vast number of plants and animal species have existed on earth for several thousands of years there must be some processes in living organisms that ensure this continuity Yes, we are talking about reproduction, something that we take for granted. Reproduction is defined as a biological process in which an organism gives rise to young ones or offsprings similar to itself. The offsprings grow, mature and in turn produce new offspring. Thus, there is a cycle of birth, growth and death. Reproduction enables the continuity of species, generation after generation. You will study later in Chapter 5, that is, principles of inheritance and variation, that how genetic variation is created and inherited during reproduction. There is a vast diversity in the biological world and each organism has evolved its own mechanism to multiply and produce offspring. The organism's habitat, its internal physiology, and several other factors are collectively responsible for how it reproduces. Based on whether there is participation of one organism or two in the process of reproduction, it is of two types. When offspring is produced by single parent with or without the involvement of gamete formation, the reproduction is asexual. When two parents of opposite sex participate in the reproductive process and also involve fusion of male and female gametes, it is called sexual reproduction. ASEXUAL REPRODUCTION In this method, a single individual parent is capable of producing offspring. As a result, the offspring that are produced are not only identical to one another, but are also exact copies of their parent. Are these offspring likely to be genetically identical or different? The term clone is used to describe such morphologically and genetically similar individuals. Let us see how widespread asexual reproduction is among different group of organisms. Asexual reproduction is common among single-celled organisms and in plants and animals with relatively simple organizations. In protists and monarins, the organisms or the parent cell divides into two to give rise to new individuals. Thus, in these organisms, cell division is itself a mode of reproduction. Many single cell organisms reproduce by binary fission, where a cell divides into two halves and each rapidly grows into an adult. For example, amoeba and paramecium. In yeast, the division is unequal and small buds are produced that remain attached initially to the parent cell, which eventually get separated and mature into new. East organisms. Under unfavourable condition, the amoeba withdraws its pseudopodia and secretes a three-layered hard covering, or cyst, around itself. This phenomenon is termed as encystation. When favourable conditions return, the encysted amoeba divides by multiple fission and produces many minute amoebae or pseudopodiospores. spores the cyst wall bursts out and the spores are liberated in the surrounding medium to grow up into many amoeba this phenomenon is known as sporulation members of the kingdom fungi and simple plants such as algae, reproduce through special asexual reproductive structures. Most common of these structures are zoospores that usually are microscopic motile structures. Other common asexual reproductive structures are Conidia in penicillium, buds in hydra and gemmules in sponges. You have learned about vegetative reproduction in plants in class 11th, what do you think? Is vegetative reproduction also a part of asexual reproduction? Why do you say so? Is the term clone applicable to the offspring formed by vegetative reproduction, while in animals and other simple organisms? the term asexual is used unambiguously in plants the term vegetative reproduction is frequently used in plants the units of vegetative propagation such as runner rhizome sucker tuber offset bulb are all capable of giving rise to new offspring these structures are called vegetative propagules. Obviously, since the formation of these structures does not involve two parents, the process involved is asexual. In some organisms, if the body breaks into distinct pieces or fragments, each fragment grows into an adult capable of producing offspring. For example, in hydra. This is also a mode of asexual reproduction called fragmentation. You must have heard about the scrunch of the bottom bodies or about the terror of Bengal. This is nothing but the aquatic plant water hyacinth which is one of the most invasive weeds found growing wherever there is standing water. It drains oxygen from the water which leads to the death of fishes. You will learn more about it in chapters 13 and 14. You may find it interesting to know that this plant was introduced in India because of its beautiful flowers. And shape of leaves. Since it can propagate vegetatively at a phenomenal rate and spread all over the water body in a short period of time, it is very difficult to get rid of them. Are you aware how plants like potato, sugarcane, banana, ginger, the Helia are cultivated? Have you seen small plants emerging from the buds called eyes of the potato tuber from the rhizomes of banana and ginger. When you carefully try to determine the site of origin of the new plantlets in plants listed above, you will notice that they invariably arise from the nodes present in the modified stems of these plants. When the nodes come in contact with damp soil, or water, they produce roots and new plants. Similarly, adventitious buds arise from the notches present at margins of leaves of Bravophyllum. This ability is fully exploited by gardeners and farmers for commercial propagation of such plants. It is interesting to note that asexual reproduction is common method of reproduction in organisms that have a relatively simple organization like algae and fungi and that they shift to sexual method of reproduction just before the onset of adverse conditions. Find out how sexual reproduction enables these organisms to survive during unfavorable conditions. Why? is sexual reproduction favoured under such conditions. Asexual or vegetative as well as sexual modes of reproduction are exhibited by higher plants. On the other hand, only sexual mode of reproduction is present in most of the animals. Sexual reproduction Sexual reproduction involves formation of the male and female gametes either by the same individual or by different individuals of the opposite sex. These gametes fuse to form the zygote which develops to form the new organism. It is an elaborate, complex and slow process as compared to asexual reproduction. Because of the fusion of male and female gametes, sexual reproduction results in offspring that are not identical to the parents or amongst themselves. A study of diverse organisms, plants, animals or fungi show that though they differ so greatly in external morphology, internal structure and physiology when it comes to sexual mode of reproduction surprisingly they share a similar pattern let us first discuss what features are common to these diverse organisms all organisms have to reach a certain age of growth and maturity in their life before they can reproduce sexually that period of growth is called the juvenile phase. It is known as vegetative phase in plants. This phase is of variable durations in different organisms. The end of juvenile or vegetative phase, which marks the beginning of the reproductive phase, can be easily seen in the higher plants when they come to flower. How long does it take For marigold or rice or wheat or coconut or mango plants to come to flower. In some plants where flowering occurs more than once, what would you call the inter-flowering period? Juvenile or mature? Observe a few trees in your area. Do they flower during the same month, year after year? What do you think the availability of fruits like mango, apple, jackfruit, etc is seasonal? Are there some plants that flower throughout the year and some others that show seasonal flowering? Plants the annual and biennial types show clear cut vegetative, reproductive and senescent phases, but in the Perennial species, it is very difficult to clearly define these phases. A few plants exhibit unusual flowering phenomenon. Some of them, such as bamboo species, flower only once in their lifetime, generally, after 50 to 100 years, produce large number of fruits and die. Another plant, Strobilanthus kunthiana popularly known as Neil Kuranji, flowers once in 12 years. As many of you would know, this plant flowered during September-October 2006. Its mass flowering transformed large tracts of hilly areas in Karnataka, Kerala and Tamil Nadu into blue stretches and attracted a large number of tourists in animals the juvenile phase is followed by morphologically and physiologically changes prior to active reproductive behavior the reproductive phase is also variable is also of variable duration in different organisms can you list the changes seen in human beings that are indicative of reproductive maturity among animals for example birds do they lay eggs all through the year, or is it a seasonal phenomenon what about other animals like frogs and lizards you will notice that birds living in nature lay eggs only seasonally however Birds in captivity, as in poultry farms, can be made to lay eggs throughout the year. In this case, laying eggs is not related to reproduction, but is a commercial exploitation for human welfare. The females of the placental animals exhibit cyclic changes in the activities of ovaries and accessory ducts as well as hormones during the reproductive phase. In non-primates, mammal, in non-primates like cows, sheep, rats, deers, dogs, tiger, etc. Such cyclic changes during reproduction are called estrus cycle. Whereas in primates, monkeys, apes, and humans, it is called menstrual cycle. Many mammals, especially those living in natural wild conditions, exhibit such cycles only during favorable seasons in their reproductive phase and are therefore called seasonal breeders. Many other mammals are reproductively active throughout their reproductive phase and hence are called continuous breeders. That we all grow old if we live long enough is something that we recognize. But what is meant by growing old? The end of reproductive phase can be considered as one of the parameters of senescence or old age. There are concomitant changes in body, like slowing of metabolism, etc. During this last phase of lifespan, old age ultimately leads to death. In both plants and animals, hormones are responsible for the transition between the three phases. Interaction between hormones and certain environmental factors regulate the reproductive process and the associated behavioral expressions of organisms. Events in sexual reproduction. After attainment of maturity, all sexually reproducing organisms exhibit events and processes that have remarkable fundamental similarities. Even though structures associated with sexually re- reproducing are indeed very different, the events of sexual reproduction, though elaborate and complex, follow a regular sequence. Sexual reproduction is characterized by fusion or fertilization. Of male and female gametes, the formation of zygote and embryogenesis. For convenience these sequential events may be grouped into three distinct stages namely pre-fertilization, fertilization and the post-fertilization events. pre-fertilization events. These include all the events of sexual reproduction prior to the fusion of gametes. The two main pre-fertilization events are gametogenesis and gamete transfer. GAMETOGENESIS As you are already aware, gametogenesis refers to the process of formation of the two types of gametes, male and female. Gametes are haploid cells. In some algae, the two gametes are so similar in appearance that it is not possible to categorize them into male and female gametes. They are hence called homogametes or isogametes. However, in a majority of sexually reproducing organisms, the gametes produced are of two morphologically distinct types or heterogametes. In Such organisms, the male gamete is called the anthrozoid or sperm and the female gamete is called the egg or the ovum. Sexuality in organisms Sexual reproduction in organisms generally involves the fusion of gametes from two different individuals. But this is not always true. From your recollection of examples studied in class 11th, can you identify cases where self-fertilization is observed? Of course, citing such examples in plants is easy. Plants may have both male and female reproductive structures in the same plant, bisexual, or on different plants, unisexual. In several fungi and plants, terms such as homothalic and monothelic are used to denote the bisexual condition and heterothalic and dioecious are the terms used to describe unisexual condition in flowering plants the unisexual male flower is staminate that is bearing stamens while the female is pistillate or bearing pistils in some flowering plants both male and female flowers may be present on the same individual monoecious or on separate individuals dioecious some examples of monoecious plants are cucurbits and coconuts and of dioecious plants are papaya and date palm. Name the type of gametes that are formed in staminate and pistillate flas. But what about animals? Are individuals of all species either male or female or are they species which possess both reproductive organs? You probably can make a list of several unisexual animal species. Earthworm, sponge, tapeworm, and leech are typical examples of bisexual animals that possess both male and female reproductive organs and are known as hermaphrodites. Cockroach is an example of unisexual species. Cell division during gamete formation Gametes in all heterogametic species are of two types, namely male and female. Gametes are haploid, though the parent body from which they may arise be either haploid or diploid. A haploid parent produces gametes by mitotic division. Does this mean that meiosis never occurs in organisms that are haploid? Carefully examine the flowcharts of life cycles of algae that you have studied in class 11 chapter 3 to get a sustainable answer several organisms belonging to monera fungi and algae and bryophytes have haploid plant body but in organisms belonging to pteridophytes gymnosperms angiosperms and most of the animals including human beings the parental body is diploid It is obvious that meiosis, the reduction division has to occur if a diploid body has to produce haploid gametes. In diploid organisms, specialized cells called meocytes or gamete mother cells undergo meiosis. At the end of meiosis, only one set of chromosomes gets incorporated into each gamete. Carefully study Table 1.1 and fill in the diploid de- and haploid chromosome numbers of organisms. Is there any relationship in the number of chromosomes of meiocytes and gametes? Gamete Transfer After their formation, male and female gametes must be physically brought together to facilitate fusion or fertilization. Have you ever wondered how the gametes meet? In a majority of organisms, male gamete is motile and female gamete is stationary. Exceptions are a few fungi and algae, in which both types of gametes are motile. There is a need of a medium through which the male gametes move. In several simple plants like algae and bryophytes and pteridophytes, water is the medium through which this gamete transfer takes place. A large number of male gametes, however, fail to reach the female gamete. To compensate this loss of male gametes during transport, the number of male gametes produced is several thousand times the number of female gametes produced. In seed plants, the pollen grains are the carriers of male gametes and a aviol have the egg. Pollen grains produced in anther therefore have to be transferred to the stigma before it can lead to fertilization. In bisexual, self fertilizing plants, for example peas, transfer of pollens to the stigma is relatively easy. As anthers and stigma are located close to each other, pollen grains soon after they shed come in contact with the stigma. cross pollinating plants including dioecious plants a specialized event called pollination facilitates the transfer of pollen grains to the stigma pollen grains germinate on the stigma and the pollen tube carrying male gametes reach the ovule and discharge male gametes near the egg in dioecious animals since male and female gametes are found in different individuals the organisms must evolve a special mechanism for gamete transfer successful transfer and coming together of gametes is essential for most critical event in sexual reproduction the fertilization fertilization the most vital event of sexual reproduction is perhaps the fusion of gametes. This process, called syngamy, results in the formation of a diploid zygote. The term fertilization is also often used for this process. The terms syngamy and fertilization are frequently used though interchangeably. What would happen if syngamy does not occur. However, it has to be mentioned here that in some organisms like rotifers, honeybees, and even some lizards and birds like turkey, the female gamete undergoes development to form new organisms without fertilization. This phenomenon is called parthenogenesis where does syngamy occur in most aquatic organisms such as a majority of algae and fishes as well as amphibians syngamy occur in the external medium water that is outside the body of the organism this type of gametic fusion is called external fertilization Organisms exhibiting the external fertilization show great synchrony between the sexes and release a large number of gametes into the surrounding medium, water, in order to enhance the chances of syngamy. This happens in bony fishes and frogs where a large number of offsprings are produced. A major advantage is that the offsprings are extremely vulnerable to the predators threatening their survival up to the adulthood in many terrestrial organisms belonging to fungi and higher animals such as reptiles birds mammals and in a majority of plants bryophytes pteridophytes gymnosperms and angiosperms syngamy occurs inside the body of the organism hence the process is called internal fertilization In all these organisms, eggs is formed inside the female body where they fuse with the male gamete. In organisms exhibiting internal fertilization, the male gamete is motile and has to reach the egg in order to fuse with it. In these, even though the number of sperms produced is very large, there is a significant reduction in the number of eggs produced. In seed plants, however, the non motile male gametes are carried to female gamete by pollen tubes. Post-fertilization events Events in sexual reproduction after the formation of zygote are called post-fertilization events the zygote. Formation of the diploid zygote is universal in all sexually reproducing organisms. In organisms with external fertilization, zygote is formed in the external medium, usually water, whereas in those exhibiting internal fertilization, zygote is formed inside the body of the organism. Further development of the zygote depends on the type of life cycle the organism has and the environment it is exposed to. In organisms belonging to fungi and algae, zygote develops a thick wall that is resistant to desiccation and damage. It undergoes a period of rest before germination. In organisms with heplontic life cycle as you have read in class 11th, zygote divides by meiosis to form haploid spores that grow into haploid individuals consult your class 11th book and find out what kind of development takes place in zygote in organisms with diplontic and haplodiplontic life cycles zygote is the vital link that ensures the continuity of species between organisms of one generation and the next every sexually reproducing organism including human beings begin life as a single cell the zygote embryogenesis embryogenesis refers to the process of development of embryo from the zygote during embryogenesis zygote undergoes cell division or mitosis and cell differentiation While cell divisions increase the number of cells in the developing embryo, cell differentiation helps groups of cells to undergo certain modifications to form specialized tissue and organs to form an organism. You have studied about the process of cell division and cell differentiation in the previous class. Animals are categorized into oviparous and viviparous based on whether the development of the zygote takes place outside the body of the female parent or inside, that is whether they lay fertilized or unfertilized eggs or give birth to the young ones. In oviparous animals like reptiles and birds, the fertilized eggs are covered by hard calcareous shells are laid in a safe place in the environment. After the period of incubation, young ones hatch out. On the other hand, in viviparous animals, majority of mammals, including human beings, the zygote develops into a young one inside the body of female organism. After attaining a certain stage of growth, The young ones are delivered out of the body of female organism because of proper embryonic care and protection the chances of survival of young ones is greater in viviparous organisms in flowering plants the zygote is formed inside the ovule after fertilization the sepals petals and stamens of the flower wither and fall off can you name a plant in which The sepals remain attached. The pistil, however, remains attached to the plant. The zygote develops into the embryo and ovules develop into the seed. The ovary develops into the fruit which develops a thick wall called pericarp that is protective in function. After dispersal, seeds germinate under favourable conditions to produce new plants. Summary Reproduction enables a species to live generation after generation. Reproduction in organisms can be broadly classified into asexual and sexual reproduction. Asexual reproduction does not involve the fusion of gametes. It is common organisms that have a relatively simple organization, such as the fungi and algae, and some invertebrate animals. The offspring formed by asexual reproduction are identical and can be referred to as clones. Zoospores, conidia, etc. are the most common asexual structures formed in several algae and fungi. Budding and gemmule formation are the common asexual methods seen in lower animals. Prokaryotes and unicellular organisms reproduce asexually by cell division or binary fission of the parent cell. In several equating a terrestrial species of angiosperms, structures such as runners, rhizomes, suckers, tubers, offsets, etc. are capable of giving rise to new offspring. This method of asexual reproduction is generally referred to as vegetative propagation. Sexual reproduction involves the formation and fusion of gametes. It is a complex and slower process as compared to asexual reproduction. Most of the higher animals reproduced almost entirely by sexual method. Events of sexual reproduction may be categorized into pre-fertilization, fertilization, fertilization, and post-fertilization events. Pre-fertilization events include gametogenesis and gametransfer, while post-fertilization events include formation of zygote and embryogenesis. Organisms may be bisexual or unisexual. Sexuality in plants is varied particularly in angiosperms due to the production of diverse types of flowers plants are defined as monoecious and dioecious flowers may be bisexual or unisexual flowers gametes are haploid in nature and usually a direct product of meiotic division except in haploid organisms where gametes are formed by mitosis Transfer of male gametes is an essential event in sexual reproduction. It is relatively easy in bisexual organisms. In unisexual organisms, it occurs by copulation or simultaneous release. In angiosperms, a special process called pollination ensures transfer of pollen grains which carry the pollen grain to the stigma. Syngamy or fertilization occurs between the male and female gametes. Syngamy may occur either externally that is outside the body of organisms or internally that is inside the body. Syngamy leads to the formation of a specialized cell called zygote. The process of development of embryo from the zygote is called embryogenesis. In animals, the zygote starts developing soon after the formation. Animals may be either oviparous or viviparous. Embryonal protection and care are better in viviparous organisms. In flowering plants, after fertilization, ovary develops into fruit and ovules mature into seed. Inside, the mature seed is the progenitor of next generation the embryo.